Hello there and welcome to the Whole Healed Holy Podcast, a place for conversations of the heart, for exploring healing, divinity, and all things sacred. I'm your host, Patricia Russo. I'm a mystic, muse, and spiritual teacher, guiding women into their hearts with a journey of softening. I'm a published poet, a lover of hearts, and a forever student. Welcome, love, to a sacred pause and hopefully a few tingles, and to a reminder that we are all whole, healed, and holy. I'm so happy you are here. Let's slip into today's episode. It was a beautiful day in San Francisco many, many years ago that I met my guest, and I clearly remember several things about this moment. How I met her through another dear, dear sister of ours, our beloved sister Kelly Robinson, and how radiant she was, how angelic her voice was, and how happy I felt to be there, invited into this intimate space and circle with these women. And I have felt this great honor in knowing Nina ever since. It was no surprise to me that I found the quote, where two or more are gathered, therein lies the presence of God, recently on Nina's website. Because this is how I feel when I'm with her, like I'm in the presence of God. Since 2012, Nina Gray has enjoyed sharing her authentic voice on various festival, conference, and community stages. After transitioning out of tech sales on the day of Steve Jobs' death in October 2011, I didn't know this, Nina. His infamous quote, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition, they somehow already know what you truly want to become, inspired her to put in her two-week notice immediately. Nina has been using her speaking, written, and singing voice to liberate, heal, and inspire folks from all walks of life. Nina is a fierce advocate for truth-telling in a world that sits too comfortably within status quos and pleasantries, and firmly believes our voices have the power to bring love to both our inner and outer world. Aside from her full-length studio album, The Remedy, my favorite, three collaborative EPs, Night and Gray, Eight, EP, West Coast Wildfire self-titled EP, Indigo Keys, Divine Vibrations, and various single collaborations, Nina's voice has been featured on multiple podcasts, commercials, VO projects, and as a guest teacher, musician in many women's circles, her favorite and my favorite too. Her most recent vocal love affair has been the curation and facilitation of a creative jam session called Soul Jam, where folks are encouraged to bring their art and their courage to share what they're currently working on within a safe, supportive, soulful group container. I know you've had a few other projects that have come out since this bio and the most recent release called Hello from Mexico. The first release from your new EP showcase, is it digitals, rhythmic mastery and warm electric melodies? And it provides a bright canvas for your new sensory exploration and desires for romantic traveling. I love this. How I see you, Nina, I want to, I always start with a bio that the listeners can easily find on their own. And then I shift before our conversation into this way that I see the sisters that I love, because this is one of the gifts that I feel like I have. And I see you with my heart through the eyes of my heart. And I see you as the embodiment of love, love in the way that you move, 
Love in the way that you express yourself. Love in the way that you give yourself permission to be in your bigness. Love in the messiness and in the perfection. Love with process and all that you create. Love in each chord your fingers play and each note your voice hits. I've seen you heal out loud. I've seen you love fiercely and bravely. I've seen you fight for what you believe in, all while embodying love. When I've invited you to share space in the circles that I facilitate, I've seen you heal on the spot. I've seen you transmute pain into love with one verse. I've seen you bridge gaps and touch hearts and cause tears of release and joy in holy, holy sisterhood. For me, you are the embodiment of woman, a queen, divine feminine, absolute love, pure spirit. And I'm so happy that you're here, that we get to share this moment together and that it's recorded for everyone to listen to and for us to come back to because I love you so much and I have really since the moment that I met you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for your kind heart reflection. I always get brought to tears when you are speaking because you speak so authentically and purely. Your heart is so open and I really appreciate all that you are. And the phrase, you spot it, you got it. If you spot it, you got it always comes to me because you can only really see what's in another if that's percolating and circulating within you. So I know your magic and your heart and your wisdom and your love are so deep. And that's what allows you to see all the people in your life with such love. So thank you for existing yeah. in that way. Oh, I love that. And thanks for having me. Yeah. I mean, I practice that opening and I guide that softening so that we can see each other through this lens. And it's just, it's so much, it's a much deeper experience in this lifetime when you cultivate that within yourself and then can see others through that lens. Yeah, and I love that the sisters that feel that seeing feel like they're beneficiaries of my practices. When I see opening my heart and coming into center and loving myself so that I can love from a full cup, the sisters that feel that are the beneficiaries of like, I, when I come to my practice, I'm coming to my practice for all of us so that we can mm. those moments where we can see each other and know that it is a spot it, you spot it, you got it. And my teacher, Rusty Wells says that you have to have it, you have to know it within first before you can see it outside of you. And I just love that. Thank you for saying that. It, it like, it brings it full circle, Nina. It's like a, yeah, it's a full circle thing. Thank you for being here. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this conversation. And I can't even imagine having this podcast, this heart project of mine without having your voice in an episode. So I'm just so grateful that you said yes to being here and trusting spirit to guide oh. us. Yeah, as we connect. Can you take us through the journey of your gift of voice and sound and music? Like, have you always known this gift? And how did music find you? Or how did you find music? And what does music and song and voice mean to you? I don't think I've ever asked you this question. And I'm, I just think this is the perfect place to start. Where did music start for you? And have you always had this connection to voice and music? Sure. I have had a connection to music from the time I was really young. I think like 
all of us, there's something in our childhood that is just innately drawn to what we love and we don't hold ourselves back from it. So we just get excited when we're around it and our bodies light up and our attention can just be spent endlessly doing that thing. And for me, it was music. And um, my father was a Baptist reverend for a long time before I was even born. And he had this keyboard in his house in our house that we would play and I would just dance around and sing with him. He was encouraging of it. And they both played great music around the house. Mom from like classic rock background, him like soul church background. So I was super blessed to have a lot of music playing in my home. And, you know, my first talent show, this is a full circle too, because it was singing part of your world from Little Mermaid at five years old. God bless like the black mermaids now that little girls get to see representation of. And from there, it just like that element of, I don't want to say naive fearlessness, but just like childlike fearlessness just had me on a lot of different stages, school choirs, school plays, playing with the video camcorder with my friends and putting on shows and putting on shows for my parents. Like it's just something I loved. There was never really any question about what I wanted to do until the crossroads of get a real job started to present themselves in early like adolescence. But um, music for me has always been like a place to just stop time altogether to find, to feel deeply. I love to feel whether as a adolescent, it was like feeling melancholy, feeling like the torturous feelings of being 12 and 13 um, and feeling the like radical, joyful, elevated. I'm not, my feet aren't even on the ground moments. I love music for allowing that portal of deep, 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 wide, 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 high, high, high feeling. That's what's always drawn me to it and still draws me to it today. I love that. And you're touching on, I mean, I didn't realize that. And that's why I love having these conversations because I learned something new, even, you know, if I've known you for a while and that's it, it's like not shying away from feeling and wanting to feel it all and wanting to explore the depth of all the feelings, like the scope of all the feelings. And when you have a tool like music or song or poetry, um, yes. which I for me as a poet, I feel like songs are poems. There's a connection. I feel like it's like they're melodic poems. And, you know, as a poet, I write to feel and to, mm-hmm. and so if I can understand that and that's the draw. That's why I love you because I feel like you don't shy away from it. And it gives all of us permission through the song. And we'll get to that, I hope, in this conversation. Well, the beauty mm-hmm. of being an artist now I know you've been an artist really I mean that's a really beautiful start and story because we do it where it's like you're so innocent and so naive and so pure in your love for whatever the gift is that comes to you as a child and you don't know any better you don't know to be afraid or to be self-conscious or to be critical of yourself and so you just go at it with this pure innocence and I love that right there's like an obedience there and I think that that seed that's planted in us you know, when our little soul says, let me go do this human thing. 
again, depending on your beliefs, um, that seed that's there and you're just watering it with your love and your care and attention and letting it see the light and being seen in it. As much as we can hold on to that aspect of being, it's just so a natural part of being a human. I really do believe. And beautiful. Well, the beauty of being an artist is that your story is transparent as much as you share it. <laughs> you grow as you create and express literally little Nina to now woman Nina. And mm. each song, I think, then becomes a chapter in the story of your life. And mm. um, I wonder if, if this is terrifying or delicious or both as you now have like this, you know, when you look back at Remedy, and this is true for poetry too, if you, mm-hmm. or writing like if you heal out loud or you feel out loud which i feel like is essentially what you're saying it's like this is what music is for you then mm-hmm. what you do is you are actually kind of creating a catalog or like a living novel of your life in song we get to see that and that's really what i've loved witnessing is the story of your life through song so i'm just wondering as an artist i'm assuming that we have this in common, that we do this to heal and we do this to feel, and we're okay mm. with being an open book. But is it yeah. terrifying or delicious or both to have this lived history kind of in song now of your life for everyone to hear and to experience? <laughs> That's a really good question. That's a really good question. You know, I think there's an element of going through the process of producing a song and you know, doing everything that needs to be done to get it to a place where other people can listen to it. And the songs that I've taken that level of care and intention cultivating, I usually do have in the back of my mind, like, what is this going to add to somebody's existence? Mm -hmm. And I want to be of service. Ultimately, I want there to be an element of service in the songs that I am sharing that are going to infiltrate somebody else's being and affect their day. And um, for me, there is the songs that I have released publicly. Like there are definitely some songs that I'm grateful that I probably didn't share in a very public forum. But yeah, the intention to have a one morsel, one note, one word be of benefit to somebody else has always been in my heart when creating music. Maybe it's not the guiding force, but it's in there somewhere. And so once I release it, it's like, okay, it's out of my hands. It's out of my control. And hopefully that seed of intention, whether it be that one word or spark is going to reach somebody in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. It does. <laughs> Is music spiritual for you? I mean, you told us you shared where the gift of music came from and this beautiful influence of your papa. Um, Mm. And I know you use the word soul voice in your work. What is a person's Mm. soul voice and how does soul voice sound and how do we access it? And what part does spirit play in music and sound and voice for you? You ask such good questions. Such good questions. I mean, you know, as a poet too, it's like, it's the voice when you know you're not kidding yourself anymore. And it's a little bit more honest. For me, it's like actually the tone of my voice is a little bit lower. And I struggled a lot as a teen and in my 20s of like, when I would get kind of anxious or nervous, like my voice would just go up like four octaves. And I realized like, wow, that probably 
makes people, it makes it a little difficult to trust me. Like, who is this person? Okay. (laughs) You know, and ultimately the trust in ourselves when we're, we're removing the filter. Like we first talked about, we're cleaning the lens. Mm -hmm. So it's just a clear transmission from our heart, our truth out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's simple in itself, but I think the work sometimes to clear out what may be blocking that or the masks put on that to turn it into something a little prettier, a little shinier, a little more digestible, that work to move those things out of the way and just get in touch with that essence is, I think, part of the human journey. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love talking to elders so much because they get to that soul voice often so much easier than we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's been a, I think it's a, it's a forever unfolding journey, but I know the songs that I come back to in my own catalog were the ones that felt the most true to that voice. And the songs that I listen to in other people's music, it's the artists I've always been drawn to are just the transmission between what's going on and what they're feeling and what they're expressing. Mm-hmm. It just feels like a very solid through line. Mm-hmm. It's like the voice of truth almost. It's like a deep, deep, deep truth. Mm-hmm. I wonder, this wasn't on my list, but I'm feeling inspired to ask you in the industry, do you find that it's difficult to balance, you know, sp- singing from this soul voice or singing the soulful song versus what the industry wants you to sing. Like I'm imagining that that's got to be something that you have to navigate and, or you find the right people that want to pull the soul out of you or that recognize that the soul Mm -hmm. voice is the gift. But yeah, how does this factor in when you're creating music in the industry or for right. the project, do you ever have to kind of deepen into the soul for the project, or do you ever have to abandon the soul for the project? I'm just wondering how you have to navigate this in the industry of, of music. Well, fortunately, I haven't truly been in the industry. I've been an independent, independent artist my whole journey, and a lot of that is because of the very question you're asking. You know, what would you have to compromise? How would you have to water down or tame your messaging? And that's not something I've ever wanted to do. And I know at different junctures that may have like hindered my opportunities or not put me in the realm of choices for certain opportunities. But again, to retain that soul voice, it's just felt like a non-negotiable and I know there are artists like India Ari and Alicia Keys and others that have maintained their soul voice in the industry. For whatever reason, my path has just been to exist a little bit on the outside of the industry and be involved in community and women's circles and aligned festivals, even at like commercial and corporate conferences where I'm able to use my music and my platform to amplify values that feel true to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. glad I went with that hit because I think that I really want to make space for that and how unique you've been and how really authentic you've been with everything mm-hmm. that you've shared. And I really feel that it feels so good to sit with sisters who are mindful of where they put their energy or the projects mm-hmm. that they collaborate on. And so 
I know when I invite you into the circles that you've sat with me in, when you say yes, it like feels, it's the same kind of resonance that we started this conversation with, like, because you're so mindful about where you spend your energy and your time and, and, mm. and offer your gift. When you say yes and you come into that circle, it just feels so good. It's just like there's a deeper connection. There's a deeper intention. There's a deeper mm. love there. And I have felt that in the way that you worked on this edge or on the fringe, as you say, like in the spaces that you've been sharing your gift, I have mm. felt that you've stayed authentic. And it really makes what you do more powerful, I think. Um, mm. Thank you. I mean, entering the spaces that you curate and gather women into it's that same level of intention and clarity and depth so yeah mm. equally yoked sister i'm always grateful to gather with you and i will say like the connection to my creative expression the freedom that i find the truth that i find the soul that i'm able to tap into in my music is like my lifeline it's one aspect of my life force and it's such a sacred part of my life that perhaps it's like a mother with their child like you ain't gonna mess with this mm. if you think you are you aren't and if you try there will be problems and like it just doesn't ever feel worth it at the end of the day like whether it's a paycheck or whether it's my face on a billboard but I'm allowing something out of my mouth that just doesn't reflect my values or I'm having to present myself in a way that doesn't feel true to who I am. Mm -hmm. What's it for? Because that's what really gives me life. And so if I give that away and I just let that be commoditized or yeah, yeah it's manipulated, non it's not negotiable. Yeah. That feels really beautiful. Before we go to the next piece, I know that you have sessions where you help people source their unique soul voice. Do you still do mm, sessions? I do. I do. Do you believe that everyone can sing or that everyone is musical? Or is this soul voice that these soul voice sessions helping them to access this just to be more expressive or just to like feel the connection that we feel to spirit? Um, yes. I'd love to know more about the soul voice sessions and whether or not you feel like everyone can sing or if everyone's musical. Is that what comes out of these sessions that people re like find their gift of song or, or are they just hearing this truth within them for the first time that you're able to bring out in them? Mm, a little bit of both. I do believe everyone like has the ability to hum, right? and there's something beautifully healing about feeling your own voice not even hearing your own voice but feeling your own voice at a cellular level feeling your body vibrate when you're humming putting yourself into that like homeostasis space and so it's like building off of these things we all know how to do like babies know how to do it and questioning, getting curious about any input we've received or that we tell ourselves about us not being able to do it. Why is that there? What might that be stopping from our expression? And just getting curious and playful, the element of treating it like with a childlike playfulness and knowing that you're going to sing a note that's going to sound really funny, knowing that it's not going to be perfect, but keeping on the path anyway 
and doing it as a gift to yourself first and foremost. And then if you want to expand it into a space of standing on a stage or singing around a campfire with friends, like amazing. But uh, starting with the gift that it is for yourself to use your voice because your body loves it. Your heart loves it. Your mind loves it. Your nervous system loves it. Your crazy thoughts love it. You know, it is. I mean, we're going to get to that next around this idea of music as medicine. You are just Mm -hmm. reminding me and I'm going to do a little practice with my niece this weekend because I have the somatic experience of music or sound. I guess it's sound. It's sound really. And maybe that's why I love it so much, because it is if you just hum you can feel your whole body vibrate. And if you're humming and you put your hand on your heart, for example, it's like you've turned yourself into a shooty box. Like it's like yes. become the instrument. I want to teach her that because I don't know if she knows. I'm also going to hopefully take her to Rusty to practice yoga for this weekend. Oh my goodness. Which her mama did with me when her mama was alive. So it's like all this, like the, and, and as a bhakti music is such a big part of my practice. And also what you just touched on, it's so important. I think for people to hear when we're talking about the spirit and the, like your soul voice and the and medicine of music and spirit of music is that it's not really about the meaning. And I love that you just said that you bring some levity to these sessions like it's not really about being perfect or about knowing everything that's Mm -hmm. really what you learn when you study bhakti is it's not really about the necessarily about the meaning of the mantra that you're singing it's how does it make you feel and I'll never forget we were in like a room with Rusty learning a new song I felt like I was the only one in the group that didn't know the song that he started singing And it was this really wonderful moment where I was like deliberately not able to like, I could not sing the song because I didn't know the word. So I had to receive it. And I was, it was like, I was being sung to, and it touched me so deeply, this mantra. And after I asked his assistant, like, what does that mantra mean? Like, it just touched me so deeply. And in true Rusty team, like Rusty believes this too. It's don't focus on the meaning. Like, how did it make you feel? Just like, stay with it. If it made you feel a certain way. And I learned the mantra and then I Googled it because I really wanted to know, like, why does this feel so good for me? And it's one of the oldest love songs. It's a mantra love song. And it's like a heart. And this is the mantra that I taught my niece that she showed me like last time I was home that she memorized. Like, I didn't even know that she knew the song, but I've been singing it to her since she was a baby. And just, we were getting in the car one day and she just started singing it. And I said, oh, you know this song? And so now we sing it together. And so I want to, yeah, I want to say that because it's really expanding on what you just said around these soul voice sessions. It's like, there's a soul voice in you that just is, it's a deep, true part of you that, that is never ending. Maybe it's like the, the voice that's connected to your spirit. This is the part of you that's never ending. And I love that you offer these sessions that bring people into these spaces where they can connect with this deep part of themselves that knows all the answers. And that Mm -hmm. is the the body is the instrument and the soul voice is the sound. And you're in these sessions bringing people into this realization and gifting them with this knowing. And it's so beautiful, Nina. Like this is really Mm -hmm. beautiful. It's an extension of what you do. And this is why I think 
I'm not a part of the music world, but this is, I think, part of why it's so important to stay in your authenticity when you feel so connected to spirit with music, because the extension mm -hmm. of it becomes bigger than the music. Um, right. And I'd love to touch on music as medicine next, or music as activation, or music as an activist, or the responsibility in music or making statements or shifts with music, because this is part of who you are. You're like a love activist and a unity activist and a like a connection activist. And I feel like you use your platform, you use your music for this, but how does music serve these purposes for you? This is obviously, I feel like a big part of what you do and what you're invited. I feel like music can bridge the gaps and maybe that's why you're invited into some spaces is like to bring people together through music. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. You really just said it, like bridging the gap, sometimes bypassing the mind and getting directly to the heart, finding that commonality between people of different cultures or maybe at the time polarizing beliefs or, you know, just existing in different spaces and using music as a unifying thread is so potent. I mean, you see like the amphitheaters of a hundred thousand people that have never met each other and like singing in unison, the same lyrics and hugging each other. And there's Music is a really cool space because even in the grandest sports arenas, there's still one versus the other. Like in a huge concert, it's just everybody is on the same team. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's a great medium for bringing everyone onto the same team. And it's a, I regard the honor and privilege of having a microphone in front of my face and a speaker vibrating out the ripples of my expression also as a responsibility in some ways, um, not with everything I make, but with music that I'm intentionally putting out to be ingested, digested, circulating in the minds and hearts of people. If I'm amplifying this on a microphone and people are going to bend their ear to listen, again, may it be something that brings people together it deposits like a seed of awareness about what may be happening socially. So, but in a way that it can be digested a little bit easier than maybe getting on a preaching soapbox. Although I've been known to do that too, which I try to hold myself back from. And yeah, it's just a, it's a joy. It really is a joy to see people in the space of connection around music, whether it's my music or any kind of music, like it melts down the walls of difference in a really beautiful way. And uh, yeah, may it forever continue to do so. You know, I know in ancient civilizations, this like natural tuning of the instruments, right? Like we've seen this, the 440 Hertz and then the 428, like a lot of instruments were tuned out of the 440 because the frequency was so powerful. They believed it would be more powerful than the leaders, than the warlords. Oh. People wouldn't be able to come back from this hypnotic state of music and that no one would be able to be in control. Mm -hmm. And so this slight tuning, like every instrument is a little bit off from the actual sound found in nature. And I find it so interesting that it's like the awareness of the power of music is there. There have been absolute definite shifts and tweaks to make it not as powerful, but it will, 
it is one of the most powerful mediums. And yeah, we continue to keep it as such. Mm. Yes, I love that. I know you're prepared to sing something or to share something. Is this a good mm-hmm. moment? To, because we're talking about the power of sound and um, sure, and surely, surely. Before the next questions, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, I'll share a little bit of a song legacy that kind of encapsulates my feelings around what's written after the uh, 2016 presidential inauguration wow. of the president. <laughs> Are you looking to be entertained? Well, I don't know if I can help today. So many questions on my heart, on my brain. No, I don't want to just entertain you. Are you looking for distraction? I mean, is that your course of action? Don't get me wrong, there is a time and place for fun. I ain't looking to distract no one. Cause there's change brewing. No longer is it deep beneath the surface. The way these trains moving is forcing us to think about our purpose. I'm not scared to sing revolution. My soul will rest until we find solutions. It might take all day and night or the rest of our lives, but it's worth a try. Because in a few years, our bodies return to the earth. Our bones and blood will become one with the dirt. And I know you want your moves to matter. So the young souls know that love's all we were after. What do you stand for? What brings you to your knees? What do you live for? What are you dying to see? What did you come here for? And what will you leave? When you're gone, what lives on is your legacy. What do you stand for? What brings you to your knees? What do you live for? What are you dying to see? What did you come here for? And what will you leave? When you're gone, what lives on is your legacy. What do you stand for? What brings you to your knees? What do you live for? Are you dying to see what did you come here for? And what will you leave when you're gone? What lives on is your legacy. I want to know what are we fighting for? What are we dying for? What do we stand for? Hmm. It's so good, Nina. You have to know how good you are. Everything you just said, you just bring everyone into the heart. Mm. You come straight into the heart. There's no thinking, it's only feeling, like from head to toes when you sing. just feels so good. And, And the song, oh, you have so much power. You have so much power when you're a songwriter, um, musician, 
to really poets. Yeah, a poet. Okay, but music, there's something different about music. It's because of the frequency and it's because of, I don't know, there's something really powerful about, it's like you said, you're bringing everyone onto the same team. And mm. the power in music, I mean, we've seen this forever and always, like the power that musicians have to affect change or awareness to bring people into awareness, deeper awareness, or to share a message. It's just different. You could stand up to, at a podium and read a poem about the election or about politics or about global warming or about anything, just anything. And it doesn't have the same effect as somebody sitting at the same podium with a guitar and singing mm-hmm. the same, maybe even the same words. There's like the power that you have as a musician who's connected to spirit, who has a pure intention who is acting in love. I feel like you're like one of the most powerful people on the planet. Yeah. I can feel it. It just feels so powerful to me. Mm. There's such a, like a visceral, I mean, all of the musicians that I just love that have like just added so much color and depth to my life, their transmission, it's like you feel it in yourselves, right? It's like, if we're a bunch of vibrating atoms and they're spitting out this, these vibrations, it's like our cells just start mm-hmm. moving with it and harmonizing with it. And it's like, where do they start and where do they end? And I begin like, I don't know. I'm not sure. And that's part of the beauty of it because there's this unification. And um, yeah, you know, my prayer for the future is that um, there's more I guess the knowledge of this unification just amplifies in ways that we can, I mean, God bless all kinds of music, but like, let there be vehicles of change, vehicles of greater unity, just coming in on the heels of music, on the heels of art in general, powerful dance, powerful poetry, powerful creations. Mm-hmm. As yeah. the old, you know. The, yeah, maybe it's the intersection of politics and art you know it's like this song is right. a section of po- it's a bridge it's a politics of you know because i don't even care what the politics of the song is i get lost in the song it's exactly what you said it's like the cells actually begin to vibrate on the same team all of a sudden we're vibrating at the same literally scientifically vibrating at the same frequency of sound and that's pretty magical yes. and yeah and if you're listening as I'm listening to you, I'm very happily getting lost in that. And mm. yes, there is a message. And yes, there is some change. And there's some awareness and all of this. That, that's what being an activist is all about. Like using your gift and your platform to affect change. But mm. the first big intention is, can we all sit here for a moment and calibrate our nervous systems to the same frequency of sound? And there's some willingness in that. And there's some meeting, like we have to meet you in that Mm. invitation. And then we have to meet you in that. That's you bridging the gap. That's why I'm saying you're so powerful because you're, Mm. you're sending the invitation and then all the hearts that want to meet you in that are meeting you in that. And then we're vibrating at the same frequency. And then it's sort of like the message is unity. The message is time is precious. Like I get those little nuggets, but the other stuff, it it all falls away. What are we fighting for? Like it all falls away. When you're literally inviting people to 
vibrate at the frequency that you're offering. It's really, really beautiful. Well, thank you. And in keeping with the mycelium network or the interconnectedness or the need for us to work together, I so appreciate good speakers, people that can create, because I still feel insecure about my ability to like sometimes just speak and hold a room. Mm. And so it takes the people, the Pat Bailey's, <laughs> like the MC, like the host to actually create the space, have everybody sit down and listen and invite me into the space. And so it's like, and perfectly so, because <laughs> I need you. You need me. We all need each other to play our part in curating safe spaces, transformational spaces, revolutionary spaces. We don't do it alone. To feel safe in. Yeah, that's beautiful because it's a little bit of what I do with the masculine and the feminine. It's like you're, the space is created and it's like this really beautiful space to flow in or to feel in or to expand mm -hmm. or to be in. So it's this really beautiful sacred union of the two energies. Mm -hmm. We have just a Indeed. little bit of time left. I want to, if we can just touch quickly on your process as an artist, I would love sure. to just touch on that for a moment and then we'll kind of wrap things up because I want to stay to an hour. Do you have a muse or muses or like <laughs> inspires you or um, do certain, do you have certain rituals <laughs> or practices that help you to connect to spirit? Like I would love to just have just a moment of going into Nina's like process and I'm assuming and I know that um, Hello from Mexico, I think is the name of it. I'm assuming that the average things that inspire artists to create like all the emotions that you shared that you like to connect with and feel like heartbreak and love. Mm -hmm. These are great muses for all of us to write and to sing. But, right. Yeah, I'd love to just get a glimpse of your process and how you flow in it or how you cultivate this perfect whatever it needs to be in order for you to create. Mm. Well, before I had a deep connection to spirit and God, like Paul Newman was my muse. No. <laughs> yeah, I love him. But it was like this romantic, like yearning. And I would like, you know, write all the love songs about like, oh, who's this like being? But um, as I matured and a little bit and deepened my spiritual practices, that quiet space really became the home for creation and like the, the starting point. It always starts with a line. Like there's a phrase and I'll find it sometimes talking to people um, or, or he overhearing something where it's just like one line. And often I'll stop someone. I'm like, Ooh, that would make a great song. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's usually the birthplace. It's not the melody so much. It's the line of like, what, is that phrase that it just feels powerful and that feels like it can be the tapestry and the canvas for something larger. And if I feel the line deep enough, I know either I'll like have that get excited feeling or it'll bring me to like tears of emotion, be it joy or be it like just deep sadness or longing or feeling. I know that that's one that's going to be a great start because it's going to have enough energy and momentum to fuel the song to completion. And once that song starts, then it's usually a guitar moment um, strumming. But I am 
usually more lyrically focused. And there are other artists that are have the melody and they kind of like mumble something, but get the melody down. But I really like having what I want to say first and then building around that. And sometimes I'll write out a whole song in my notes and then just play with different beats and like sing different melodies over different beats to find which one it wants to be a home to. And that's just my process of construction. But also in the therapeutic aspect, the way and the reason for crafting music is often just a deep, deep need to get out what is trapped inside. Mm -hmm. And I can't do it via talking. I can't do it via writing, but somehow via singing and making a song about it feels the most true, feels the most cathartic, clearing, healing. It's a matter of necessity sometimes. And sometimes I don't share the song with anybody, but I just can't let that feeling stick in my body. Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Do you ever feel stuck or or uninspired? Like, do you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And how did, what's the best way that you get yourself unstuck? Mm. Usually I feel uninspired when my place of focus is just when I'm just feeling a lack of focus in general, when I have like, I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed and I haven't put a stillness, I haven't come back to stillness. And so like 2022 was a time of feeling a little bit, not uninspired, but just, I wasn't making music like as consistently. I was just, uh, you know, just in life in life's movements. And yeah, I always find myself getting a little bit depressed when that happens, because I know for better or for worse, there's a part of my identity that is tied to being a music maker. And so when I'm not making music, there's that question of like, well, who am I now? And, uh, and so that life force that you said, so it might feel like the life force isn't flowing. Right. That's who I regard as Nina when she's healthy, when she's happy, music's coming out of her. And when, you know, what's, what's going on if it's not, but coming back, usually taking a hike by myself, taking a drive somewhere that I've never explored before will get the juices flowing again. Being in nature is a go-to path of just reuniting with the spirit of creativity. I love that. It's finding the sound in stillness. That's really beautiful. Right? Mm. That you <laughs> being inspired by other music to being in like centering yourself in stillness and then finding the song there. And I love that it starts out with the lyric. I know this about you because I used to invite Nina into the manifesting love circles when I did that program and I invited you in for several different reasons, at different themes that we were talking about, but when Nina would join us, she would ask each sister to journal, like like bring a journal. You would guide mm. the sisters through journal prompts and you would just pull out one line of a way that they felt or something that they were sharing. And then you would just riff. Like it was like a whole song was created out of one line on the spot. So you can do this actually on the spot too. It's not, it's a real gift. And mm. 
Every, they provide good lines. You take yeah. them deep. So they're giving me the goals. Right? I know. And there was never a dry eye in the house. So I love that this is the barometer for you. This is sort of the litmus test. Like if you hear mm. something, even if it's out in the wild and it brings you to tears, that's really what it, for me, that's what being an artist is. It's like you're walking around with your heart outside of you. And you're so sensitive mm. and so vulnerable that when you hear something, it brings you to tears. And I hope uh, that you and I never lose, lose that. that. Oh my God, right? <laughs> like I just wrote something and shared something on Facebook around how sensitive I've gotten to witnessing people on their journeys. And, wow. And um, I hope we never lose that. I think there's some mastery that I've come into around being an empath and like really kind of holding on to some of that witnessing, I've gotten much better about just witnessing and offering prayers and love and like affecting the change that I can in the moment um, instead yes. of carrying it with me. But this, when you feel and when you sense beauty in the world or yeah, and you get oh. like the tears or you get the heart, like you get something that feels like a heart pulsing. I hope I never, right. I hope we never lose that. That's a real gift. It's the sweetest nectar of life. I live for those moments. I live for those moments. I have one more question before we go to the three questions um, that I always end the episodes with. And I didn't prep you on this. So it's kind of a, I'm putting you on the spot, but I'm feeling like I would love to know the answer if one comes. What is the holiest sound that you've ever heard or felt or created or shared? (laughs) That's going to put me in instant tears because like just, my mom's laugh. Oh, I love that. My mom's laugh. Yeah. I hear it and I just, that's it for me. Yeah, I love that. Sometimes it is the simple sound of a laugh or someone's voice, even just like, right. yeah, as I lost my sister three years ago in August, it's like, I know I can feel that, Nina, like what I would give to just hear her voice again and how holy. It becomes when it's not here anymore. That's the thing. Sometimes I'll torture myself by playing the videos of her over again because I just want to hear her voice. So I love that your mother's laugh is like the holiest sound. I love that. Oh, um, yeah, I love bless that. Your here, here we are crying. <laughs> oh my gosh, may this transmission be reaching her. May she be laughing and sharing. She's still here and she's left a beautiful legacy. Um, behind to that that I sing with and that really yeah she's magical I would love to ask you these three questions as we wrap up Uh, the first question is which one do you relate to the most whole healed or holy and why (laughs) depends on the day (laughs) it really does it depends on the day whole healed or holy wow all of them I feel resonance with in different aspects, but mm, it's funny because like my ego's like, are you sure? Like, and then the humble ones like, oh no, not yet. Right. right. <laughs> That's interesting. Whole, healed, holy, whole, mm. whole, whole. It, it feels like full spectrum. And it's like, if you're going to have the whole thing, you're going to have the great, you're going to have the ugly, you're going to have the in-between, you're going to have the rough, you're going to have the divine, like the whole piece of the pie, the whole pie. Right. Yeah, right. 
I love that. Yeah, because that gives everybody permission to be <laughs> in their wholeness when we give ourselves permission to be messy and perfect mm. and feeling out loud or light with our sound. It like gives everybody permission. Mm. Right. That's a good question. That's a hard question. Mm, it is. And it's caused sometimes we can get into debates about am I healing or am I healed? Is there ever a time when you're fully healed? But uh, yeah, it's nice. right. Uh, right. A book that you love or that you've gifted the most? Mm, maybe it's cliche, but this book literally changed my life. A New Earth and Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. The audio book, recommend hearing him talk is yeah. so you know. powerful. Well, I mean, that makes sense because I think he's on a mission to touch the most lives for the better that he can. I feel like everything that he puts out is with that intention. And um, absolutely. And that he was the first one that introduced me to Satori that like, oh, that momentary glimpse of awakening and enlightenment. And like, it was such a visceral experience driving, listening to the audiobook, having him explain it and like feeling color and the sounds of birds and life become so vibrant and pausing that voice in the mind that pain body that like constant background like oh you could put a pause on that oh when you do life becomes this oh shit what have i where have i been living i love that man so much for his teachings his practice his process his book like ooh let's pull our resources and have like there has to be some kind of collaboration or partnership that we can oh my god that would be magical Oh my God. Yes. Until then, I just want to like throw his book out on the streets from like a big truck to everybody. <laughs> Maybe we could do that in the meantime, <laughs> like a hundred copies. Um, well, we are in our small little way by mentioning it here today for all the listeners Amen. that haven't read it um, or who don't know who this magical man is. Uh, mm. The third question is a quote or mantra that you love or one that guides you. I was just talking about this with my dad yesterday. And it's one of his favorite quotes too. And it remains mine. Small minds talk about people, like average minds discuss events and great minds exchange ideas. And not set in the realm of necessarily judgment, but as a barometer of where my soul feels most at home, alive, inspired, drawn to. And it does act as a really good gauge of like checking my own nervous system and my own sense of belonging mm -hmm. when those things feel off kind of gauging the scenario and the community and doing a self check of like, where has my energy been tapped into? And maybe what is the predominant narrative happening here? let's move into the idea space because that's where it feels so juicy and expansive and exhilarating. And um, ultimately like my people, like you exist in that space and I will forever be hungry to live there. Mm, me too. Me too. I love sitting at those tables when uh, we're exchanging ideas and especially if the ideas are diverse I love, love, love sitting at my at tables where I'm not surrounded by people who believe or are saying everything that I believe and say. It's so exciting. Mm, uh, will you share your offerings and ways the listeners can connect with you? Or I mentioned your latest release, but um, yeah, I'd love for you to just take a moment to just share how, 
how the listeners can connect with you or where they can find you if they feel a tingle and want to connect more deeply. Absolutely. My website, ninagraygrae.com. There's a tab for sessions. If you feel inspired to deep dive into a soul session where we explore your voice in a playful, supportive, safe container. I also have music everywhere. Music can be streamed on every platform that you have access to. Um, My new project is coming out at the end of August. And um, also on Instagram, I share a lot on that platform. And um, again, ninagray.com. Always feel free to send me a message, send me a DM, share what you're up to. It's just an honor to connect in any way. And you're based in LA for now. I am in Los Angeles. Yes. Most of the in-person things, although I feel like you travel also, but most of the in-person things can are happening in the LA area. Yeah. Currently. Yes. More to come on the East coast soon, but yeah, currently in Los Angeles. In Paris, 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 Paris. Oh, that would be sweet. Well, I love you so much, Nina. And I'm just so thank you for being here to have a chat with me. And I just really felt so important for me to make space for you here because who you are, what you are, it's so big and so powerful and so beautiful. And thank you for the beauty that you create and share. And thank you for the ways that you embody spirit and love and for being fiercely feminine. Your radiance Mm -hmm. touches so many lives for the better. And I'm grateful that it's touching mine in the ways that it is. Thank you you. so much, sister. Deep reflection, deep gratitude. Thank you for your friendship and your love and this space. Thank you for listening. It means a lot to me that we have shared this moment of deep conversation. If you feel inspired or touched by something in this episode, please leave a comment and or a review. For more in all the ways, please find me at Whole Healed Holy on Instagram and at www.patricia-russo.com on the web. Stay close, please, and know that you are whole, you are healed, and you are holy. I love you. Until next time.